Welcome to Abundance After Abortion. If you have had an abortion, girlfriend, you are in the right place at the right time. You are fearfully and wonderfully made and your life has purpose and meaning. And so does your little one. John 10, 10 says, Christ died that we may have life and that to the full, or what other translations say, in abundance, not to the exclusion of those who have had an abortion. So I am so glad you're tuning in. Now let's get into today's episode. This is episode five on abundant after abortion. Should or shouldn't, there is hope. Hello, my friends. I want to talk about something, (laughs) something that I think is important to consider in our own lives and then apply outwardly toward people in our lives. And that is the understanding that like we know on one hand that God will work things out for good or he's capable, like there is a partnership in that. It is possible, it is able that God can work things out for good in people's lives in any circumstance. But we like to get involved and we because I see this and I do this and I think it I just want to address it we like to step in and try to intervene (laughs) we intervene whether it's with our husband or our kids or our friends we try to intervene and we're like don't do that stop doing that That's not going to end well for you. That's not good for you. I was tempted to do this with clients as I would start to work with clients. I would see because I'm outside of their story and I would look in and see their lives and see like things that they do. And I would think they need to like, like they need to not do that. They need to stop that. And I would think they should stop that. But what I have come to learn and practice and I want to talk about is seeing somebody engaging in a behavior or an activity, whether it's drug abuse or alcohol or something that we can say, hey, you shouldn't do that because <laughs> it's going to harm you or it could not end well for you or it's going to reap bad fruit or end up in negative consequences. We can see that and say that. Um, And we like to get involved and intervene and try and do that. But here's the question, is whether we can trust that God will take care of what that person is doing and trust that he will work it out for good. I don't need to intervene. (laughs) I don't need to get my hand involved and try to prevent calamity from happening in somebody else's life if they continue doing this thing, this behavior, which they, I clearly think they shouldn't do. Can we give that to God? Because here's what happens. When we do, you know what? When we don't get involved 
in do, don't, right, wrong, good, ugly, black, white, should, shouldn't, when we don't get involved in that, we can just exist around the person. We can better love the person. Okay, so that's like the preface. Now I want to talk about how this applies to abortion. (laughs) Um, Should or shouldn't, there is hope. So again, like, I do not need to get involved in somebody's life and say, you should or you shouldn't. You shouldn't do this. You should do that. Now, I want, we all want good for people. And if I think something bad's going to happen to you if you do this thing, out of love and care, like we would try to express, I really don't think you should do that. I really don't think that's a good idea. But whether they do or don't, there is God. And ultimately, he can work through any situation and good can come of it. And when we can rest in that and trust that that is really a fact, that that is really true, there is hope whether somebody does or doesn't do a thing, I can give it to God. And I don't have to intervene and try to assert my opinion or my judgment onto somebody. Like, you shouldn't have an abortion. Or you shouldn't practice this lifestyle. This is good. This is bad. This is right. This is wrong. Um, So when we can adopt the attitude, the posture of, you know what? It's not about what you do. God's not even so much concerned about what you do, what you don't do. You know, it's his heart that we would obey him and love him by doing what his word says. And it's clear about a lot of things. And he, yes, is clear about a lot of things in his word. And it's his desire that we would incur um, blessings and we would love and we would display fruits of the spirit, right? And get rid of all anger and malice and these things. Sure, yes. Yes. Um, But ultimately, it's not about the doing. It's about the condition of your heart. God wants relationships. And here's what else would be so beneficial if we would just trust. Is that what if through the calamity, through the destruction, through the pain, through the alcohol, through the drug abuse, through the abortion, through the sexual immorality, you name it, through the thing that we're like, no, no, no. You better stop that. You better not do that. That's clearly bad. That is clearly wrong. Go read the Bible. It's very clear about this thing that you're doing that you shouldn't do. If we would just like trust God that he can work good through any situation. Like, you know what? What if it is through that journey of the valley of the shadow of death, through that pain, through that loss 
that their relationship with God is reconciled. Wow. That they develop a relationship with God because you know what? God is near to the brokenhearted. God is near to the brokenhearted and he didn't come to rescue people who are whole, like healthy people don't need a doctor. Jesus is a doctor and he came to heal people who need a doctor. So anyway, it's kind of a, just an interesting concept to wrap your mind around. But when we are not fixated and obsessed or concerned about good, bad, right, wrong, do, don't, should, shouldn't. And when we trust ultimately that God is in control, there's, there is hope. And it's not up to me to assert my hand of judgment or intervene on my husband, on my partner, on my kids, in my family, to my friends. It's not my job, not my job, not my job. Just let, we just want to be, I just want to be, yep, I know I make bad choices. (laughs) I do. And people do too. They don't need to hear it from us. But when we can come alongside and like not focus on those things, you know what? We can be an example of acceptance and love and um, be a light. We can be a light and be salty. (laughs) We can stir up some something with our saltiness. You know what I mean? (sighs) But um, so... Here's what else I wanted to share is that to remember God knew every day of your life before you were born. Okay. So if I am like, if I'm me and I'm looking at you, I can look at you and say, God knows every day of your life before you were ever born. I can say that outwardly to another person and God knew Every decision that you would make before you ever made it, he's already forgiven you for it. Okay, don't worry, don't sweat. It's already taken into consideration. And get this, he already had a plan. We're going to talk about the plan. He already had a plan in place from start to finish for your life. This plan in Ephesians 2, I think 2. 210. This plan has been in place since before the beginning of time. Um, it's a good plan. Jeremiah 29 11 is a plan to prosper you and to give you a hope and a future. So this plan has already been around for a while. God knew every day of your life before you were born, before you ever lived a single day, it had a purpose just like your baby, even though they never lived a single day on the earth. They were only in the womb for a period of time. It had a purpose. Our babies leave a legacy, even though they never lived a life (laughs) outside of the womb. They were alive inside of us for a period of time. That plan has been in place since before the beginning of time. The plan is to prosper and give you a hope and a future. How does that apply to the unborn? And like women say, this is a lie that we believe. This is taken from my my class, my webinar that I've been hosting for the past couple weeks. 
don't miss out. You, you don't want to miss it. But we think, like, I've ruined my life. I had an abortion, and I've ruined my future. We think that. I screwed up. There's no undoing this. I've gone too far. I can't undo this. Like, I, I, that's it. I did it. I ruined everything. We think this. But honey, let me tell you something. This plan, about this plan, that's been in place since before the beginning of time, a plan to prosper you and give you a hope and a future, your actions are beside the point. Your decisions are beside the point. Because your decisions do not sway God's plan that he already had in place for you since the beginning of time. Did you get that? Because he made this plan with consideration to the choices that you were going to make. Hey, guess what? The plan to give you a hope and a future and to prosper you, it's not thrown ajar because you made this sideball decision. Sideball, curveball, curve, curve, sideball, <laughs> curveball decision. That is not, we are not so supreme that any decision we could ever make would throw off God's plan for our lives that he's had in place since before the beginning of time. I don't know about you, but I, I am not that catastrophic of a being to be able to change the course of time with a choice I make. So rest assured that applies to you and that applies to people outside of you. God is in control. God has a plan. We do not need to intervene. We do not need to assert, you should do that. You shouldn't do this. Because the actions are beside the point. The actions like do not change God's plan for you. So they're really a non I just want to say it's like a non-issue. My husband and I were talking about this. The things we do. It's not about the things we do. It's about our relationship with God and the condition of our heart. Why did we do that? How is that impacting my relationship with God? How did that deter my relationship with God? Was I not close to God and that's why I did that thing? Like, you know what? That is, that is the ultimate. And that is the good that can come through any person doing any behavior, acting in any way, including us who have chosen abortion. The good that can come is to grow in our relationship with God. Because it's not about what we do. Yes, there is a such thing as sin. Yes, there is a such thing as absolute truth, right and wrong, black and white. Yep, check, got it. That is aside the point. The point is our relationship with God because he doesn't care. He just wants to be close to you and he's going to sort out all the rest. Okay, I hope that was helpful. So we were just talking about should or shouldn't behavior wise. It's not for me to intervene. And I trust God enough to give it to him. Uh, The person that I think they need to change their behavior or they need to stop doing this, they shouldn't take that action. I trust God enough for him to work good through it. I don't need to change somebody. I don't need to get somebody to stop behaving a certain way or 
maybe even engaging in sin, if that's what we're talking about. I can give it to God because there is hope. And he has had this plan in place since before the beginning of time. And he can work all things out for good. Romans 8, 28. Isn't that beautiful? Doesn't that just, ah, okay. I can rest assured. Like, okay, I can let it go. I could just step back. It's not for me to control anyway. I love this because where I'm at, like, my niche, what I'm doing, I am supporting women after the fact. I can't stand here and say, you shouldn't have an abortion. We did, honey, you and me both. We had an abortion. It's after the fact. And the action is not what God's concerned with. Right, wrong, should, shouldn't. Not who cares. Who cares? Right, wrong, should, shouldn't. Who cares? Like, yes. But ultimately, it's about our relationship with God. And what is driving our actions? What is driving our behaviors? It's something that we're thinking. And why do we think we can fulfill ourselves apart from God by doing these things? And when we can look at ourselves and other people through the lens of God's love, I don't care what you're doing. I just want to express God's love to you and give it to him. It's not for me to intervene and be like, stop doing that. (laughs) That's wrong. That's bad. I don't care. It's a non-issue. Oh, I love it so much. Uh, I love you. I love that you're listening to this podcast. I love that we are in each other's worlds. I want you to feel peace, to feel freedom, to just cut loose, let go, relax. It's going to work out. It's going to be fine. It may be a journey. We've got some things to learn, honey. We've got some work to do. We've got some like learning that needs to take place as far as understanding how our thinking impacts our life and creates our results as far as owning our decisions, even in the past and um, how we've played a role in creating our results in the life that we have, whether for me, my story was I'm broke, like I'm heartbroken. I don't have, I'm in lack Katie, when are you going to wake up and look in the mirror and say, I'm doing this to myself because of my thinking and how I'm showing up to my life? It's not because of my ex. It's not because of my boss. It's not because I don't have job opportunities. It's not because of anything outside of me. And if you want to experience a life of abundance after abortion, John 10, 10, Jesus came to give us life and that in abundance If you want that and you're like, I do not have that right now, (laughs) I can hardly get out of bed. That does not seem like abundance to me. If you want that, then I want you to get on a consultation with yours truly to book a time for us to get down to the nitty gritty of where you're at, where you want to be, why you don't have that, what it's going to take to get there, how we're going to bridge that gap, how you've played a role. It is painful. It's like pulling a sliver. (laughs) It's like, ouch, that really hurts. But I need to take responsibility for the role that I've played in creating what I'm experiencing in my life. 
And if I want something different, only I can get that with God's help and Katie Chavez. (laughs) Okay, so get on a consult. Consultation link is in the comment notes. I am here for you. Let's do this work. Um, And should or shouldn't, it's a non-issue. There is hope. God already had this plan to prosper you and give you a hope in a future of good things for you since before the beginning of time, since before you were even born. And there's nothing you can do to dissuade that. Yep. Try as you might. You might think, I screwed up my life. I messed up now. I'm a big failure. (laughs) There's no undoing this. I'm too far gone. Like You can have all those thoughts that you want, but I'm here to help you see it differently. Okay. Let's do the work. You're amazing. I'll see you next week. Hey, I'm so glad you're listening to abundant after abortion. I've just got a favor to ask. Okay. Two favors. If you wouldn't mind giving this podcast a quick five star rating, just scroll down to the bottom of the page on your phone and tap to rate. Second, if you know someone who needs to hear a message of hope and love after having an abortion of their own, would you send this to them? I won't give you numbers or statistics, but suffice it to say there are a lot of women who have had abortions that we probably don't even know of because many of us are suffering in silence for so many reasons. We're not even open or sharing about it. Lastly, I am here to walk this journey with you. Click my milkshake link where you'll find all the ways that we can get connected. You can sign up for my freebie, deflating the stress balloon. You can join my email list. You can register for my latest webinar or sign up for a consultation so we can coach together for abundance after abortion. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week.